Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here. Zubily Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul, Hello, Zubaroos! And Billy, Welcome to the show! Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubily Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubily Zoo, Zubily Zoo, Magic and wonder are waiting for you So come on with us now And discover the wonder of you Welcome to Zoomily Zoo Hello everyone and welcome to the pilot episode of the brand new Zoobly Zoo podcast I am one of your hosts, Billy Peck And with me is a good friend of mine, Paul Harder III How's it going? Uh, it's great that this is finally getting off the ground. Yes. And with us is the star of the show, Michael B. Moynihan. I would I don't know if I'd say star of the show, Billy. We, you know, we're all working together on this. And after hearing you guys sing that theme song, uh, I don't know, you gave some of the original cast members a run for their money on those vocals. <laughs> you guys sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is um I, I I can't even talk about it too much because I'll I'll blush I'll blush. <laughs> um, so uh, a a quick little thing to to start things off. Uh, myself and Paul are are both uh, great fans of Zubly Zoo, as are you know I would imagine anybody who is tuning in to listen to this, and um, we wanted to basically just talk about the series at length it has such a a great place in so many people's hearts and technically um well next episode that we do will be the 35th anniversary of of this show and we thought what a time to be able to do kind of a deep dive into each episode so from here on out what you will hear is um episodes of of Michael giving, um, you know, his perspective on what happened at the time. I would consider you the kind of resident historian of of the of the zoo, and um, yeah, we're just gonna have a great time hanging out and and talking about all these episodes. And the plan is to release it uh, two episodes a month, the first and the fifteenth of each month. Um, so we're starting here on september 1st is when this will be airing uh like i said it'll be the pilot episode and we will be breaking down the theme song and what went into all of that and then the official first episode will release on september 15th which is when the original first episode aired was september 15th 1986 Wow. You know, and Billy, you guys, uh, it's so great to be with you guys and to share, you know, some of the history of this show that has affected so many people for so many years and generations. And uh, I am just so honored 
um, that you guys asked me to do this with you. And, you know, the fact that you guys know the show and appreciate the show and have been affected by the show that um, that I worked on so many years ago and uh, a show that I love and and didn't really know at the time that it would have this uh, much of an impact on people, you know. Um, now, oh, you know, guys your age are being able to show it to their kids, their grandkids even now. Yeah. So this is really exciting for me to be a part of this podcast. And I just wanted to thank you, Billy, and you, Moose, for, you know, your friendship and uh, and for getting this off the ground. I'm excited. There you oh, go. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's it definitely I don't think moving forward it'd be the same without having you here with it. I mean, sure we could you know we, we could be a couple fans just geeking out about the show but you know to have that like behind the scenes look as we journey forward is definitely going to have a nice uh ring not ring nice uh feel to it you know because i'm looking you, yeah totally you know, I, i'm i'm really looking forward to inviting some other uh friends cast members producers people maybe from the makeup department to share their experiences too and um, and and really bring back that family feeling that we had when we were originally together shooting uh, the original episodes of Zubali Zoo. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, and and stuff like that, you know, throughout this venture, um, bringing some of those guests on, you know, it, it could be you know very uh, character specific episodes, or you know, like you said, maybe with producers uh, or directors or you know anything of that nature. Um, it could end up being, you know, bonus episodes or, you know, so we'll figure that all out as time goes on, but we really plan on bringing, you know, hopefully something just as special as, as Michael and, and his friends did, you know, 35 years ago, 35 years. <laughs> wow. Blows your mind, doesn't it? It really does. You know, I, I get up in the morning and I don't, I don't realize how old I am anymore. Cause I still feel you know, I think really, I think of myself as a guy in my twenties, my thirties. Sure. And when you when you say thirty five years ago, uh, Zubli Zoo went on the air, then it then it really hits me. <laughs> then my then I start getting those aches in my back that I didn't know were actually. <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, and 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 I'll help out even more with that. Let's put this into a little bit of perspective. Um, I was born on July 23rd, 1985. Wow. So by the time Zubilee Zoo aired, I was just over a year old. Yeah. And wow. Paul, or Paul also goes by Moose. That's a nickname. So for anybody that might, you know, if we go back and forth, that's that's that story. Uh, I say uh, February 12th, 1986. And I remember you told me that before. That is my daughter's birthday, February 12th. And Abraham Lincoln's birthday. This is my 35th anniversary, too. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So, Michael, you, how old were you when you went in for auditioning? And, you know, give us, give us a a little glimpse into the audition process and, you know, some of the early cast moments um, before we break into the theme song. Now, uh, people that do want to know more about this stuff, we will get into it later on when we have other, you know, like producers on the show. But for now, like I said, this is kind of a basic pilot episode. So if you can give us some of those uh, early memories of your uh, start with Zubilee Zoo. Well, I was 23 years old uh, when I 
auditioned for Zoobly Zoo. And I had already begun my acting career. I, I was an actor since I was a teenager, uh, you know, doing shows in school, in the community theater. And then uh, I was cast in the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland as a dancer. And at those auditions, there happened to be an agent uh, kind of creeping around and asked for my phone number after the audition. And I didn't know who he was, but the stage manager said, do yourself a favor, give this guy your phone number. And it turned out to be a really, really reputable Hollywood agent. And that was when I was 18 years old and I started working in television and film. So by the time I was 23, I had already done especially quite a few television commercials, but also some films and television shows. So Zoobly Zoo wasn't one of my first big jobs. It was my first series regular job. Remember in those days, uh, sitcoms were the big thing. And if you got a series regular part on a sitcom, you had it made in the shade. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so I was still excited about it. And I remember all of, you know, we used to all know each other in, in Hollywood. All the people who were in my category, we would all audition for the same parts. And mm. back in those days, it was like a very, much smaller pool of actors where the best agents in town would send five of their actors for, for you know, these big roles. And we, we would show up on an audition and know each other. So a lot of the people who auditioned for Zoobly Zoo were actor friends of mine who I knew and slowly through the process of the auditions would get weeded out. You know, they wouldn't get the next callback. And um, I noticed when we started getting to the final callbacks that a lot of those TV and film actors had been weeded out. And what was left were triple threats, mostly theater actors. And I come from the theater. So actors who could sing and act and dance. And uh, and some of them were people who I didn't know from uh, people from out of town, New York. Um, uh, you know, and I had already lived in New York. Um, I had just come back from living in New York. Uh, but some of these actors, I didn't know who they were, but I thought, wow, they're good. They, these people can dance, sing, act. They can do it all. And the I remember the um, the final callbacks were at a dance studio, of all things, uh, you know, not a big casting office, so that we could all move together and they would uh, match us together as ensembles. And they would try different um, groups together to see how we work together. And... Uh, at the end of that day, I think my agent called me as I'm leaving that audition and, and let me know that I got it. So at 23 years old, it was really, to me, exciting to have my first um, series regular role. And although it wasn't in a big sitcom or, you know, a dramatic series on the network, it was a kid's show. But uh, still, to me, that was um, a great accomplishment for me at that age and that time in my career. Well, I don't know. I mean, as far as sitcoms go, it's as much as it is a sit kids show. It is kind of a sitcom. I mean, you you look at how the series played out. There, were, it was sort of situational comedy in a lot of the episodes. So you did still kind of get series <laughs> yeah. regular in a sitcom. Just yeah, sitcom kind for of kids. Well, and on top of that, a musical sitcom with right. uh, with original music every episode we had to learn you know songs original songs every episode yeah. so yeah in a way it was yeah you're right nice um so you 
you started out with um, a cast uh, of Ben Vereen as Mayor Ben, um, Michael Sheehan as Builder Beaver, Stevie Louise Valance as Was at Kangaroo, Ken Page as Van Gogh Lion, and Karen Hartman as Takatu Cockatoo. Now, the, the casting switches, um, we'll talk more about those in later episodes, but um, Ken Page, as people would know him mostly, would be as Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. Well, that's what you people your age would know. <laughs> they, he did so much before that, you know. Sure, Pat, to be fair, I was, I'm also a fan of Broadway. I know he's from Cats. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you young whippersnappers, Billy and Moose. <laughs> Well, you're um, right. That was big. That was huge for him, you know, not yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. So um, he did not make it into the uh, eventual, you know, recording the theme song in first episodes. Correct. Correct. And the story behind that, the what what we got from Steve Binder, our executive producer, was um, that Ken Page was trying to negotiate, his agent was trying to negotiate for a contract that was closer to Ben Vereen's contract than the ensemble cast. Mm. Um, we had uh, what a lot of people know about a favored nations contract where we all agree that nobody makes more money than the other. And uh, the agents make that deal. Well, Ben Vereen wasn't a part of that deal. Ben Vereen had his you know star deal. But Ken Page wanted something more on those lines, and they weren't willing to give that to him. And um, I was so excited to work with Ken Page. When, when, if you guys could have seen what I saw, him doing Van Gogh Lion, you'd be just amazed. He was so wonderful, this big, big, like, uh, kind, cuddly, warm lion controlling the stage, controlling everything. And uh, I was so excited to work with him. Of course, Forrest Gardner came in, who was just wonderful. We became yes. such good friends, and things worked out that way. And I got to work with Forrest, but Ken Page was so impressive when, in the auditions and things. And just to be able to work with him auditioning um, was really, to me, a great treat. So yeah, Ken was already a uh, seasoned Broadway actor at that point. So, I mean, this was right up his alley. Yeah. You know, when I was living in New York City in 1984, 1985, um, I used to, just for fun, I'd be walking around the Broadway theaters around intermission time and decide which show I was going to sneak into for the second half of the show. And a lot of times it was the Winter Garden Theater where Cats was on, and I would see Ken Page and, and Deuter, old Deuteronomy. And gosh, he was so good. So oh, yeah. Wow. I was already starstruck when I when I met him in it, but of course uh, he didn't work out for him, and we were blessed with Forrest Gardner as Van Gogh. Absolutely, and another another person that will just I'm sure we will get into some more as episodes go on. Um, and so then, as as stated, Michael Sheehan was um, originally set to be Builder Beaver. Even uh, he did record the theme song. You know the intro, even parts of episodes, I, I believe. So um, let's let's start to get into. Uh, it is now time to start doing this theme song. Okay. Um, now it is listed in the credits that uh, Haim Saban 
is you know a producer of the song in a way people would know him as is working on x-men the animated series and and power rangers um but talk about you know who who wrote the song where did you record it um rehearsals any of that kind of stuff leading into starting this song well it all started billy um with old cassette tapes when we were cast in zoobly zoo um, we got packets from the producers. Here are uh, are some. We got what was called a Bible that uh, described every character, described Zubli Zoo, um, what is the mission of this show and Hallmark Properties' goal for the show. We also got a cassette tape with the theme song that we were scheduled to record. And we needed to learn our lines from the theme song. Theme song written by David Pomerantz, who had written some really great music up till then. And uh, the theme, what was that show that was on all the time? I used to love it with Balky and Perfect Strangers. I think he wrote the theme song to Perfect Strangers. I'm going to uh, have to confirm that. But but he wrote a lot of great stuff, David Pomerantz. And um, so the fact that he wrote the theme song to Zoobly Zoo was super exciting. And um, we, you know, we got our cassette tapes, learned our parts, and... Um, and we were scheduled to show up to this recording studio in Studio City, and I didn't live too far from there at the time, and it wasn't a real fancy studio. You know, we had come from, after we were cast, we did a big press event at Paramount Studios, and, you know, we were all big shots, walking around like big shots out of the studio a lot at Paramount with Ben Vereen, and Ken Page was a part of that when they introduced us all to the press. All right, real so, quick. Doing yeah. doing my producer's job. Yeah. Um. Now, what uh, show did you say, Paul, that he was on? Perfect Strangers. That did is they? correct. Hey, ding, 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 ding. Um. So his uh, music department. Um. He did the theme song for the Gumball Rally in Ooh, 1976. Great. Heck yeah, Gumball Rally. Uh, Spies. Um. Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater. Perfect Strangers, um, and then he's done a lot of other things um, since. Um, trying to see if there's any other notable things. He he did a lot of soundtrack work um, on many many things. Yeah, so, well, he, uh, definitely yeah, look him up. He's definitely a, oh, a yeah. musical guru. Yeah, very accomplished uh, musician, composer, and I believe that he was connected with Steve Binder somehow. Steve Binder, our executive producer, has produced some really, um, you know, big stuff. Like one of the things that I remembered him from was uh, an Elvis Presley concert that he had produced. That um, you know, very famous concert of Elvis Presley, and Steve Binder produced that and. And Steve not only was a really great producer, uh, but a really, really good person and um, was really supportive of all of us through the audition process and then through the, uh, the shooting of Zoobly Zoo. And, and uh, I know I digress a little bit, but it's a funny story. I, after I was cast in Zoobly Zoo and before we started shooting, I ran into Steve Binder at a nightclub where my friend's band was playing. And Steve Binder came over and asked if he could introduce me to his table. And it just was so great, you know, for me at that age, 23 years old, to have this big Hollywood producer bring me over to his table 
and introduced me as uh, the star of his new television show. It really made me feel good. And Steve knew that. Steve really uh, had a way of making you feel. He knew how to bolster his talent. Yeah, yeah. He was really good at it. And he still is. You know, we uh, are in touch every now and then on social media. Um, But anyway, um, I think David Pomerantz had a connection with Steve Binder somehow. I don't know what that was, but I think they had worked together. And so Steve had um, commissioned David Pomerantz to write the theme song. I think the theme song is... Perfect. I just well, think it captures the spirit of the show, introduces all the characters. Um, so director Steve Binder worked mm-hmm. on Elvis Presley's Graceland documentary. Uh-huh. And who did the music for it? Uh, David. David Pomerantz uh, did? Pomerantz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, uh, keep He's looking, the composer. Billy, yeah. Um, that, I think that was after the concert, the live concert that Steve produced uh, for Elvis. And I yeah, think that was, was in 1984. In yeah. black leather. It was so cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they did have a connection. Thank you yep. for making that connection. Um, no problem. So, the you know, the theme song, when I heard it the first time, I just fell in love with it. I thought it was perfect. Yes. And in, introduced the characters, but also didn't get super wordy about them all. Just in one line, pretty much, we all, mm-hmm. in the theme song, introduce ourselves. And um, just great. And so... Uh, we, you know, we're scheduled to show up at the studio. Not a fancy studio, I was surprised. But Heim Saban was the engineer at the studio. He may have owned the studio at the time, but he definitely wasn't a billionaire at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> didn't own uh, half of Hollywood at the time. But um, Heim Saban did produce that session, and we got to, you know, meet him at that time. And and then a lot of the composers who wrote songs for Zubilee Zoo. Uh, different episodes would record them at his studio and he would produce those episodes. And most of them uh, would just be the instrumental tracks. And then we, that cast would put on the vocals um, and we would do the vocals live, uh, sing it to the track on the set. So uh, most of the songs that you hear on Zubilee Zoo were actually singing them live. We didn't go into the studio to record them and lip sync to them. That blows my mind. Because uh, yeah. that's not typically how it's done. Yeah, totally it is not typically how it's stuff. done. And you'll notice there are a couple songs during the first 65 episodes that were recorded for one reason or another. But for the most part, we sang live, and so we had to we had to know our you know know our lyrics. And sure. Every week we're doing five shows. Each show has a couple of songs, and you know it was a lot to to memorize, but. Um, but yeah, Haim Saban did did most of the producing and engineering of those songs and uh, also ended up with co-writing credit on a lot of those songs that he yeah. produced. All right. Um, now, uh, Michael Sheehan was part of that those early recordings, you know, for the theme. And then he didn't stick around. Um, so then we got Sandy Grin in his place. Now, um, were you part of any of... Uh, I, I imagine, you know, like they just took uh, Michael Sheehan's vocals out and then just Sandy Grin came in and redid that. But is there anything about that that you can discuss? Um, yeah, I, I wasn't there when Sandy recorded. We were already working, shooting, and they called Sandy in by himself to uh, do his vocals mm-hmm. on the theme song. Michael Sheehan was great. He was a great builder beaver. 
but different, you know, different than the way Sandy played yeah. him. And he was more like a like a wise old grandfather. And you hear it kind of in the theme song, the way he sings, I am Bill Beaver, invent things on command. He kind of says it like that. And yeah. and and he also used to play the hammered dulcimer. And it was hmm. it was kind of a nice little thing that Builder Beaver was able to do, hmm. uh, you know. And because Michael Sheehan plays the the dulcimer, um, but just like with Ken Page and Forrest Gardner, um, there they were two totally different ways to look at that character and play that character. And whereas Michael Sheehan had a really gentle, uh, you know, really beautiful take on the character. Well, Sandy Grin has a beautiful take on the character and uh, and is totally different. Yeah. But, um, but it was great. You know, Michael Sheehan, uh, we, you know, recorded the theme song together. He shot that first week with us. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about it now, why he decided that things weren't working out. We could- uh, you can give the, the, the brief, you know, statement. And, he, and- he, was, he was uncomfortable in the costume and his back was hurting him. And he was, uh, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying so, he's a bit older than I am. And uh, he was saying that it was, that tail was really getting to his back. And it was, a you know, that big beaver tail. Yeah. And they just all decided together. It was amicable. They decided that, you know, it wasn't working out and they recast. And at the same time, they did some modifications to that costume so that um, Sandy was a little more comfortable in it. But mm-hmm. um yeah, Michael Sheehan just, I don't think, was super comfortable in that uh, role in the costume. You know, he uh, does a lot of voiceover work. And um, and so I think, you know, this type of work with, with that costume, the makeup, the prosthetics, um, I just think it just wasn't um, the right fit for him. And he made sure. the decision to, to step step down. Gotcha. And, and we got my buddy Sandy Grin, who I love so much. Yep. So we we talked a, a decent amount about um, the recording of the you know the song you know the vocal tracks and stuff. Um, but what about the filming? Um, now again, uh, Michael Sheehan would have been in you know doing the the first you know uh, filming of of the theme song, the intro to the show. Um, talk about that, and then having to do you know, uh, reshoots for getting Sandy into the intro. So can well, I, I, I just want to yeah. throw something in really fast. You, you mentioned that Michael does a lot of uh, voice work and there, there's one movie in particular that everybody has, in theory, everybody has heard his voice work in and that's Gremlins. He was yeah. a Mogwai and a Gremlin. So yeah, incredible. Throw, just wanted to throw that little tie in out there too. It's, you know, he, he went from a beaver to a little "you can't get me wet" gremlin <laughs> thing guy. <laughs> and I love, hey guys, I love doing that. Any like throwing that in is great because I had forgotten about that. So I think that's all fun stuff to to know. Yeah, um, and and again, that's really what this this whole podcast is about is to really uh, shine a light on a lot of the things that, like you know, look the especially the big fans we know the episodes yeah. and we've even heard some of the stories um you know of behind the scenes or whatever but this is this is that opportunity to really uh in in still a loving way learn more about this thing that we all cherish yeah so. well the theme shooting that theme song was 
uh, really fun. We did it early on the first week, I believe. And um, so if you if you go back and look at all the Zoobly Zoo episodes, the original 65 episodes, Michael Sheehan is in in the beginning of every one of them. We didn't reshoot that. Um, they just reshot Sandy Grin's uh, opening section. Okay. And replaced so, that. Like the dance at the end is... Oh, yeah, that's Michael Sheehan. Got it. Um, Zoobly and, Zoo, a tale of two beavers. That's right. <laughs> a, a tale of two beaver tails. Um, <laughs> and, and we rehearsed... Uh, most of the choreography done on Zoobly Zoo was done by a woman named Kathleen Knapp. And she was a great dancer, great choreographer. And... I had a dance background, so I was able to be featured in a lot of things, dancing and even tap dancing in one episode. And I'll just never forgive myself for messing up the choreography in the opening uh, credits. And nobody, I don't think anybody ever noticed, but there's one tiny little step that I, I knew it. And in rehearsals, I was fine. And for some reason, when we shot it, I just misstepped one step and it just bugs me. <laughs> I just hate watching it. And, uh, you know, and here are these other people who weren't necessarily known as dancers and everybody's nailing it. And of course I mess it up, but um, it was always fun working with Ben, you know, all the chances that we got you know, to be working with Ben directly uh, was always great. So he was there to shoot the theme song. He was, uh, on a separate soundstage right next door, shooting all of his openings and closings while we were shooting the scenes. And you'll notice in a lot of episodes, we have scenes with him, mm -hmm. mostly in his on his stage. Um, so okay. was, it was always fun when we were had a scene with Ben. But because um, yeah, when the theater, he was always someone I really looked up to. And Absolutely. to get to meet oh, yeah. him and work with him was really, really great. So the first time I met him was actually at the Paramount Studios thing for the press when they uh, announced the cast of Zoobly Zoo. Okay. Um, and then uh, then we uh, did the theme song in the recording studio and then started shooting. But um, uh, that was the first time we actually sang and danced together with Ben Vereen as uh, shooting the opening. Wow. Um, and it was also a great time to get to know the crew because there are things like remember in the opening where bravo fox is juggling and then all these pins fall on his head yeah yeah so that was you know we got to meet the crew and that's the one of our prop guys up there dumping a bunch of bowling <laughs> on him. we're all laughing and it was shooting the theme song was like my first uh time realizing this is gonna be fun these are fun people we all uh, know that we're doing this for kids. We know that it's, you know, it's not, you know, it's uh, it's going to be clean. It's mm -hmm. going to be fun and supportive, super supportive. And um, and that's when all of that started to hit me when we're shooting the theme song. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I would say that that is the bulk of anything that I wanted to talk about with the theme song. Paul, was there anything else that you when, wanted uh, to do you know when was the decision made to split like the alternate you know it's labeled as the alternate ending for zoobly zoo because like in the early episodes it would just kind of fade out and you'd roll credits and you'd play some music but later on you get like you mentioned there's that outro dance number and outro song yeah like when did that come about um 
the real answer, Paul, is I don't know. But <laughs> what I think is this, I've thought about it before, and sometimes after a day of shooting, I would drive to the production offices to get to see some of the footage that was shot. And, and I had already begun to be really good friends with a lot of the crew, and the production team. And so I felt comfortable being able to do that and hang out. Well, um, I remember seeing that the first time and what I thought, and one of the things that I heard them talking about was it being a time thing where we had extra time and, and they used that on episodes when, you know, they, they had a couple minutes to fill or something. They used the longer mm -hmm. ending. Hmm. And so I don't, I don't think it was much more than that, uh, a matter of filling that time. Interesting. Right. I say, yeah, just like when you go back and you watch it, it's like some of them. Yeah. Just the quick intro outro and then others it's you get this big song and dance you know yeah the, yeah the, and remember the zoobal clock is telling us it's time for us to yeah. go uh ben vereen singing that so yeah I think, yeah i think um i think a lot of times it may have been built in the script but um other times i think the in editing they realize well we have a little bit of extra time and remember they had to be really precise about the time for uh commercial breaks and yeah things. it's cool okay all right. Well, uh, Michael, is there anything else that you would like to share about um, your your time with the theme song? Um, uh, just that I, again, I thought and still think that it's perfect for Zoobly Zoo and that David Pomerantz did such a wonderful job composing that theme song. And one of the, uh, some of the proof of that are the people who still come up to me today and just start singing it out of the oh wow, uh, and people remember that song. Yeah, and um, so well, it's I, because it's like super addictive, and yeah. it, it's like the ultimate earworm. Yeah, it, it's it's heartwarming. It's fun, and like as soon as you hear it, you the fans of the show, you're instantly transported back to where you were when you were watching Zoo. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's a time machine of sorts. Yeah. I think you listen to the that theme and you feel the love, you feel the family, you feel the support and uh in the introduction of the characters, you just really feel like you're in a good place, a safe place and um and that's David Pomerantz. His song was just just great. I love it. That's incredible. It's definitely uh, still one of my most favorite theme songs to any show. Oh, hands down. Um, and, uh, you know, as you heard at the the beginning of the episode, um, you know, we, we used the theme and had, you know, Michael, you know, sing it as uh, Lookout. And, and then Paul and I join in to finish off. And um, being able to... Uh, you know, we all recorded that stuff separately, as you do. But um, even just knowing, like, my voice, and I know I can speak for Paul. You know, like, along oh, with yeah. yours, in in uh, even in unofficial capacity like this, it's like, wow, that's really cool. So, well, um, you guys sound great on it. And imagine, maybe we should uh, give Heim Saban a call and see if we can go into the studio and have him produce us doing it. <laughs> You, you know, you, let's do it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's just you know a, a, a tweet away from saying like, yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, 
listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning into this pilot episode. And uh, you can look forward to on September 15th, the uh, 35 year anniversary of Zubilee Zoo, we will be discussing A Star is Born. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. And we hope that you enjoy this. And we have a lot of really fun and interesting plans coming along and um, a a chance for more fan involvement and and all kinds of things like that. So thank you so much. So long to all the Zubaroos out there. I'm so happy to be part of this with you, Billy, and you, Paul. And uh, can't wait for the next one. And this is something that we all love, Zubilee Zoo. So thanks to you guys. Thanks to all the Zubaroos. And looking forward to the next one. Until next time, toodaloo, Zubaroos. Thank you all again for joining us on these new Zubilee Zoo adventures. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Zubilee Zoo Podcast. Bye for now, Zubaroos. <laughs>